Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me today. Episode number 166. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. The reason for doing so will become clear in a moment as I read the poem I'm going to read today. Um, New Year's Eve and the beginning of the new year is obviously a time for uh, reflection. And in particular, I think uh, I want to read from Alfred Lord Tennyson sections of his majestic elegy in memoriam, because I think that this last year and the last couple of years, maybe uh, we have lost people that we know and care about uh, due to the COVID, in addition to just the regular normal passings of life and gains and losses that we experience all through the year. Tennyson's poem uh, is, you know, probably the poem of the Victorian era. It uh, was certainly the poem that became really famous in its time in the 19th century. It was uh, occasioned on the death of Tennyson's young friend, Arthur Henry Hollam, who died at age 22. He died in 1833. They had met in Cambridge in 1827. So for six years, he was a close, close friend to Tennyson. And then this poem in memoriam uh, covers a three-year period of mourning. um, And he kind of follows the cycles of... of, um, of life, the seasons of life, and uh, there are moments of melancholy, of course, and depression even as he cycles down with the ending of the year and then uh, an attempt to resolve and move forward, and then another cycle of the so-called Christmas part of the poem, and then another resolve. It's a very long poem. I'm going to read just a few sections toward the end. The poem is often uh, praised and or ridiculed for its Christian faith. Uh, I think it's more than a mere Christianity then, if you'll pardon the borrowing of Lewis's terms. It's a Christianity born out of grief, at least as as it is expressed in this poem. And what I particularly like about it is how uh, Tennyson, as he moves through these stages of grief, as it were, uh, he his resolve is melded with his uh, movement toward an understanding of nature and the reality of death is certainly not belittled or um, lessened for its harshness, but there is a certain resolve, which I, I think you'll hear in what I'm about to read. And in some sense, he is affirming a Wordsworth view of of the human spirit and within the natural world, I think it could be said. It's not an easy, uh, simplistic version of Christianity which uh, needlessly separates the human from the spirit. So I want to pick up with section 106 where he is bringing out the old year and trying to find resolve for the new year. 
And this is toward the end of a three-year grieving cycle, cycle of grief. Section 106, and then I'll move forward. Ring out, wild bells, to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out, wild bells, and let him die. Ring out the old, ring in the new. Ring, happy bells, across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the false, ring in the true. Ring out the grief that saps the mind for those that here we see no more. Ring out the feud of rich and poor. Ring in redress to all mankind. Ring out a slowly dying cause and ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life with sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithless coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. Ring out false pride in place and blood, the civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right. Ring in the common love of good. Ring out old shapes of foul disease. Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in the thousand years of peace. Ring in the valiant man and free, the larger heart, the kindlier hand. Ring out the darkness of the land. Ring in the Christ that is to be. I want to pause for a second to point out what may be obvious, but the themes in that section are so contemporary. They're, they're eternal, I think, at least as long as there's human strife and attention toward class warfare and foolish physical and geographical and geopolitical warfare party strife let us have ring in the nobler molds of life um, another reason why I think this poem is so valuable for us in this particular time in our nation's history in the cultural wars that we are experiencing now let me move on now to section 123 there rolls the deep where grew the tree O oh, earth, what changes hast thou seen? There where the long street roars hath been the stillness of the central sea. The hills are shadows and they flow from form to form and nothing stands. They melt like mist, the solid lands, like clouds they shape themselves and go. But in my spirit where I dwell and dream my dream and hold it true, for though my lips may breathe adieu, I cannot think the thing farewell. 124. That which we dare invoke to bless, our dearest faith, our ghastliest doubt, he, they, one, all, within, without, the power and darkness whom we guess. I found him not in world or sun, or eagle's wing, or insect's eye, 
nor through the question men may try the petty cobwebs we have spun. If ere when faith had fallen asleep, I heard a voice believe no more, and heard an ever-breaking shore that tumbled in the godless deep. A warmth within the breast would melt the freezing reason's colder part, and like a man in wrath the heart stood up and answered, I have felt. No, like a child in doubt and fear, but that blind clamor made me wise. Then was I as a child that cries, but crying knows his father near. And what I am beheld again, what is, and no man understands, and out of darkness came the hands that reached through nature, molding men. Section 130 Thy voice is on the rolling air, I hear thee where the waters run, thou standest in the rising sun, and in the setting thou art fair. What art thou then? I cannot guess. But though I seem in star and flower to feel the sum diffusive power, I do not therefore love thee less. My love involves the love before. My love is vaster passion now. Though mixed with God and nature thou, I seem to love thee more and more. Far off thou art, but ever nigh. I have thee still, and I rejoice. I prosper, circled with thy voice. I shall not lose thee, though I die. Alfred Lord Tennyson, from the 19th century, a monumental elegy to his dear friend, but like all great poetry, like all great art, it speaks to its immediate context and continues to speak to thousands, even millions since then. Happy New Year. I hope you can ring out the old and ring in the new, whatever that entails for you. Until next week, I'm Ken Hayda with the Sunday Poems.